So if I have not gotten the privilege to meet you, my name is Erin Dittar. Um, I'm very thankful that I stumbled upon N3C back when I was a sophomore in college. I think that was like 2016. So I'm just really glad that I found a home and a community here. And I hope that each and every one of you is the same experience because, gosh, God is so good with this family. So uh, I'm thankful to be up here. And um, I just want to pray for all of us tonight. Um, and then we're going to have a little special surprise before we get into our message. Um, so with that, dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing all these lovely women here tonight. We know that um, sometimes it's not always easy to get to church, especially on a Thursday night. So thank you for keeping them safe. We pray for all those that are here as well as all those who weren't able to make it. Um, Lord, I just ask that you open everyone's hearts tonight, open their ears, um, and that we would hear what is spoken tonight, and it wouldn't just go through one ear and out the other, that it would resonate with our hearts, and that no matter what season of life we are in, that we could take something, um, whether we're single, not even in, you know, trying to date or whatever, if we're married, if we're in a good marriage, a bad marriage, if we're divorced, going through divorce, widowed, whatever our season of life is, Lord, I just pray that you touch every lady that hears this service tonight. Um, I thank you for all that you have done, all that you continue to do, and all that you will do. In your loving name we pray. Amen. Super special. So, um, But thank you, Liana, if you can hear us back there. That was awesome. Okay. Well, we have a special night, just like Aaron said, and I'm so excited to, if you haven't um, met Linda yet, Linda Schubert, she's been a part of our family for a long, long, long time, but it's the, her first night getting to speak to all of us. So this is going to be a special treat. Um, but would you please come on up here and, um, oh, sorry, Becky, do you mind? I know this thing is heavy, so I can try to help you, but... <laughs> is that enough room for you sister uh well i just pray over every word that comes out of your mouth tonight that it just goes exactly where it needs to go and that people receive it and but give linda a big hand and woo, thank you Can you hear me now? It's like the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Most of the time it's no. <laughs> Can't hear you now. Okay, well, welcome and thank you so much for coming. Um, this, is, uh, this is something that's been stirring in my heart for a long time. Uh, God's been working with me for a long, long time. So I wanted to just start with my testimony and uh, just kind of give you an idea on who I am and... But first, I, I would like to pray with you again. I know we do a lot of prayer. So it's like, uh, it's like, Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for all these ladies, God, that they have open hearts and open ears. And God, no matter where they are at tonight, whether they are coming in at, um, maybe they've had a divorce, maybe they are married, maybe they're single, um, maybe they're um, just whatever place that they're in, God, I just ask that you, um, meet them where they're at, and God, I just thank you for the word that you have for them tonight. 
that each and every lady here is going to leave with their own special word and their own special their own special little nugget, God, that you're going to speak into their heart. God, we just thank you for being here, and we just invite Holy Spirit to be with us and minister to each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. So um, just a little bit about myself. I, um, I am a massage therapist. I've been a massage therapist for a really long time seems like a long time, like 18, 19 years. Uh, It's a long time. Um, I am a wife, and I am a mother of, um, I have four children, and then my husband has a son, and between the two of us, we have five children, and we have 13 grandchildren. So our newest one is Nicole's little one. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of um, a little bit about me. I did, um, I have been married before, uh, I'm in my second marriage right now, and um, the first one didn't go so well, and uh, so we ended up in a divorce, and I was going to say, well, we had a really bad divorce, but I don't know that there is a good one out there, so, <laughs> so um, but I've been through a divorce, um, I've come through a lot of hurtful things, and um, had a lot of hurt built up inside of me for a really long time, and um, it's taken me a really long time to work through those. And God knows that I am really slow, and so He has taken a long time to minister to me and kind of get me on the right path and things like that. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, one of the memories I used to have that I've had uh, was uh, we sat around in a uh, around a card table, and we would read the Bible to each other, you know, and and different things like that. So we didn't necessarily have, like, a home church or anything like that, but we we were a Christian home, in a Christian um, home, and um, my dad decided to follow the Seventh-day Adventist, and we became uh, vegetarians, and um, that didn't work out so well. (laughs) It's like, like, yeah, that that didn't work out. So... um, uh, we, we, we quit doing that. But he still watched the Seventh-day Adventist um, telecast um, on TV a lot. So, um, But it, going through life, I, um, I got married my first marriage, and um, my first husband, he uh, adopted my oldest daughter, and then we had three more children after that. And um, our marriage was pretty rocky. It was up and down and different things like that. And so we went through, I was a stay-at-home mom, and we um, went through a divorce, and um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was hard. It was a hard time. My kids, they, they struggled, and uh, God is faithful, though. They brought them out on the other side, and they're doing really, really well, and they all believe in God, and they all follow God, and God is just faithful in that. But we uh, went through this divorce, and... Uh, he just left one day. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there with four kids, and I uh, didn't have a job. And uh, I was sitting there going, hmm, I really don't know what I'm going to do. So uh, my parents were rocks for me, and they, they helped me out. They, uh, my dad suggested me go into massage therapy school. Um, that way I could, it was a good job for me to be able to 
um, still take care of my kids, manage what they have going on, and still make a living, and, and all of that. So, And that was God, because never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be a massage therapist. <laughs> so, um, but it's been, it's been good, and God has used it um, very well, and, and that is my ministry as well, is, is um, helping ladies and gentlemen get through their tough times and things like that. But coming out of that divorce and being left kind of just alone and not knowing what to do and what's going to come next, I kind of uh, took on some, uh, put up some walls and took on some things of, uh, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I'm never going to trust anybody again. I'm never going to um, to uh, allow somebody to get close to me. And so it's, uh, you know, the, those walls kind of got put up there. And uh, so I, I uh, went through the divorce, and um, uh, we kind of got through that and put that behind me. And then I met uh, my husband that I have now. And he was very persistent at dating because I kept telling him no. <laughs> I'm like, no. And, uh, you know, he's a very persistent person. So finally um, I said, okay, I'll go on one date with you. And, and, and now we're married. So <laughs> and uh, 15 years later, you know, we're, we're still together. But, you know, we've gone through some hard times. And everything that my husband and I, you know, that I have now uh, we did everything backwards, you know. We started living together before we were supposed to. We, you know, I, we just, everything is backwards that we did. So, but all of that was out of, like, those walls that we built. And, you know, he had a previous relationship as well, previous marriage. And so we both had built these walls. And so trying to come into a relationship with both of us having walls, you know, it just, it just doesn't work that well. So, um, but we... Um, we started coming to church here. My husband actually found this church. He works in Wyoming, and um, he he stopped, you know, here, and it's like, well, might as well try it out and know, like, what that was going to look like. And Nicole, we used to go to a church in um, Platteville, and it was a Presbyterian church. And I always made sure that the kids go to church, like Easter, Christmas, <laughs> something. They had to go to church somewhere. So... Uh, Nicole was still at home, and so um, we used to go to the Presbyterian Church in in LaSalle, and and I had to keep my husband and her apart because they would, like, giggle and talk and was like, not pay attention. And, you know, those churches, those old churches, they echo. It's like, you two, just stop. (laughs) Just stop. But we, uh, but anyway, my husband... um, he found this church, and he came in, and he's like, that's a really cool church. He's like, it's like a sea of cowboy hats. And uh, he, he used to be a roper, and he used to ride bulls and stuff like that. So it just made him feel comfortable to come here, and, and uh, it, it's been a good home for us. But, you know, him and I, we, we really struggled. We had, we had some tough times, and there was there were some pretty rocky times, and so I, I would always come to church, and I was always dedicated to coming and learning, and the pastors have been great, you know, teaching the word, and, and God has really spoken in my heart quite a bit. And um, so I, uh, I uh, 
the first thing, you know, we, we kind of went through a time where I just didn't know what to do. And this church has surrounded me with such good people that not only did we have pastors, but we have the church to come around each and every one of us. And I had some wonderful ladies to speak good words into me and to tell me this is really what's happening. This is what, what you're going through. You're going through warfare or, or you need to like, you know, pray for your husband. And at that time I was like, you, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Things aren't going good. And uh, so... But we did, we did, actually, you know, we lived together first, and then we, um, well, that doesn't work, so we'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll do common law married. So, like, okay, that'll be good. So we do the common law thing. Yeah, that don't work either. Just saying, there's no God in that. <laughs> so uh, that didn't work either. And then uh, later, you know, we ended up getting married. But we, um, um, in that time that we were, like, between the time that we were first together and we got married. Um, I remember Pastor Lynette being up here, and she was speaking, and God had whispered to my, in my ear, and he's, she's, he's like, well, um, you need to submit to your husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> uh, it's like, it was like, just, it was just too much, you know? It's like, man, did you not just see what he did last night? He's not sitting here in church. You don't see him coming in here every day, you know, every Sunday. Um, but I know God says, uh, you need to submit to your husband. I'm like, oh, gosh. I don't know. That's, this, and it's still a walk. You know, this isn't something that comes easy. This has taken time. And, and it's still a walk every day. You know, still. You know, and it's, it's learning. And God taught me, he's like, you're not necessarily submitting to your husband. You are, but, you know, really you're submitting to me. It's like, can you trust me? And I'm like, well, I can trust you. I can't trust him. I mean, I love him, but I cannot trust him. And um, God says, that's, that's okay, you know. You need to let me handle that part. And so I, I really... Um, I really started walking with that, and I uh, was like, okay. So then I, uh, I debated on whether to tell my husband or not, because I knew where this was going to go. <laughs> and so we, uh, I, uh, I went home, and I told him, I said, well, God told me that I was supposed to submit to you. <laughs> you could see the look in his eye. You know where that was going to go. And um, he was... He was very gracious. <laughs> he did not say what was on his mind, but you could tell it was, well, it's about time. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you that for a long time, but uh, he, he, he was very gracious. He did not say anything that day. So I think God really did keep his mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> because it was like all I could do to like tell him what God had told me to, to do, but and learning that, you know, God took me down the road of um, how to treat my husband. It was like, because I was really good about, you know, I'm in control. I'm not going to let him tell me what to do. I'm not going to let him tell me what I'm going to do. Um, if I want to paint a wall a certain color, I'm going to paint a wall a certain color. 
I'm going to do it on my own, you know? And um, so, you know, that doesn't work out well in a relationship because my husband's the same way. So, uh, or more so. <laughs> so, I, um, so as we're going through that, it was like God was showing me, he's like, you need to respect your husband and, you know, when he does something, tell him that he's doing a good job. And so even just, like, putting in a screen in our front window, you know, where any other time I would have told him, like, how to do it, if he was doing it wrong. <laughs> well, if you do it this way and you do it this way, then it would go easier. But this, that day I didn't. I just, I just walked by, and him and his son was putting it in, and I was like, I'm just going to walk away. And, you know, they struggled with it for whatever reason. And uh, so I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, they're grown men. They can do this. <laughs> but I know if they turned it this way, it would better. But I didn't. I kept my mouth shut. So I also remember the, 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 the message that Pastor Lynette had of practice the art of shut up. So that is, that is a practice. So um, I... I uh, I was quiet, and I never said a word, and then when he got done with it, I said, dang, so that looks really good. I said, you guys did a good job. And he told me a couple days later, he's like, you know what? That was the best thing that you could have ever done for me, is tell me that I did something good. And that was really a start of, like, our changing our relationship is really is my heart that was changing because... You know, it was softening my heart to actually tell him that he did something good instead of, well, he should have done it this way. Or if he would have done it the way I told him to to begin with, you know. So, no, you know, so just changing my heart. And, you know, not necessarily, I can't change my husband because I would have loved to. (laughs) But even at that, you know, God has a purpose for our husbands. That they are the way they are for a reason. They have, God has, God has purpose for them, and we don't know what that purpose is, and they have that personality for a reason, because they have to serve that purpose, and it took me a while to, to actually learn that, and even if they're gruff, or even if they have a bad attitude, or whatever, we don't know where they come from, because they don't tell us everything, but they have purpose in their life, and They've got that personality, and they have to have that to get through whatever they got to get through. And um, they have a they have a tough job in front of them because they are head of our household. They are um, our protectors and are and help us with providing and things like that. So, just learning how to respect my husband was a big thing. But in doing that, it actually changed our relationship. Um, and as we were walking through that, um, he decided one day, we had all of our kids over and he decided one day, he's like, he told all the kids, he didn't even ask me until my kids, he's like, uh, we're going to get married. And I'm like, or what? Cause I've been through the, the, well, we'll do, we'll do the, the common law thing. It's like, well, that wasn't working clearly. We're still fighting like cats and dogs. Um, And I I kept telling him, I'm like, you know what, if you don't actually marry me, this isn't isn't getting better. We have to get married, bring God into it, and and let God take 
control of this because it's getting bad and it's just not good for us to keep going this direction. So just out of the blue one day, he told my kids, he's like, well, uh, we're getting married. And then he looks at Nicole and Josh and he's like, would you marry us? (laughs) Josh and Nicole were like, uh, sure. (laughs) We'll do that. So, um, but they did a great job. And in, and in that, and I, I just love this because Josh is going to do everything that the pastors are going to direct him to do. And um, it's got to be like they say. So in that, even though we were common-law married already, Josh made us go to marriage classes. <laughs> and I tell you what, it was a fight. Every time that we came in to, get, to go to class, you know, there was an argument there were several times I wanted him to just stop, let me out of the car. I mean, it was like, geez. And so as we went through that marriage class, um, afterwards, he's like, you know, that was really good. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. I know. It was good. So, um, but it's good. It's, it's neat to see. And one of the things God told me, too, about submission is, like, you... You need to leave your husband in my hands. That is my job, not your job. I need, and your job is to take care of you. So I continue to come to church and I continue to, you know, I did, I worked, I worked with the guest services team. I served in that area and I served as um, prayer team. And I've learned so much being on both of those. Uh, Prayer team has just been phenomenal for me to get closer to God and build a better relationship with God. And that's, that's really where you start to learn things is that closeness in, in that relationship. But we, uh, as we, so I, I think I'm going to start with um, what we really think of submission because, um, my first thought when God told me I needed to submit to my husband, it was like, I am not going to do what he tells me to do. You know, I've been down that road, and I'm not going to get walked on again. I'm not going to, you know, I had that wall up, and God's like, no, it's, it's really trusting me and who, who and what I can do. And so I, I, um, I got into the Word, and um, I started digging, and um, I found that Ephesians 5.22, in the King James Version, um, it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. Um, That word submit is, let's see if I can get this right, is uh, hupotasso in the Greek. Hup, and it's, a, it's, a, it's two words. And so hupo means by, under, and place beneath. And uh, tasso means deliberate arrangement. It's a deliberate arrangement of military forces. And it's a place in position. So when you think about that, it is, um, it's really that where 
God wants us to be placed underneath our husbands. But it's a place of order. Because God, God has order in everything that he does. So he put, gave us that order. But this was kind of laid on my heart. And this is what God kind of put on my heart. Back in Genesis, when um, Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree. And um, Eve made the mistake and, and disobeyed. What um, God put on my heart was, and this was too after listening to Pastor Lynette's, uh, one of her sermons was, God looked at her and said, oh, daughter, what, what did you do? Not coming at her and yelling and screaming at her, but out of compassion and out of heartbreak of what, what did you do? And so he put the husband over the wife, but he didn't do that out of wife, you are nothing and you need to be put down and punished. No, he did that out of protection. He gave the wives protection. And so it's not that he, that, you know, and there's so many things, you know, in cultures that everything is wives and women shouldn't be um, doing certain things or they should be put down and not brought up and lifted up. They um, are put under, you know, under the husband. And that's really what I want to get out of you to get out of tonight is that we're not being put under our husbands that we can't move, we can't make decisions, we don't have a voice. We have a voice, but we are being put in that position to where we are protected and we are loved. And um, one thing that, um, let me get to it here, and I don't know if I gave you these scriptures, but I'm going to go to Ephesians, uh, where it talks about... Um, the husband loving the wife as well. Uh, Ephesians 5. So it talks about, uh, it says, uh, verse 22, it says, Wives, be submissive to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For... The husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of, and savior of the church, which is his body. So God has put our husbands over us. And in that, you know, God's heart is that he loves us and he loves the church. He doesn't do that to um, punish us. And that we do have a say-so. We do have a voice. And... Um, and that's really what I want, I want uh, the wives to know. I really think that there's um, a spirit out there that says that the wife has to be quiet. The husband gets the final decision um, that, you know, she may be able to speak her mind. But if the husband doesn't like it, he's going to make the decision that he needs to make anyway. But I don't think that's what God had in, had in mind. God had in mind that they're to come together. There'd be one flesh. So they're going to talk to one another. They're going to love one another. And when they do that, and the husband is going to love the wife as himself. So that is, all of this is in love. 
And when we come, when we're in that right frame of mind and that right thinking, then we're not going to have those thoughts of I'm not worth anything. I can't make a decision in the household. I might as well not even tell him my idea because he's not going to listen anyway. So, but that's not what God had intended. He intended for each of us to love one another and to support one another. Um, One of the, I was reading a commentary and um, one of the things that he said in there was that the language is different back in the Greek when it was first written compared to what we are reading now. And he said a better translation of that is wives support your husbands or wives arrange yourselves for battle for your husbands. Uh, here's another good one. This one's really good. Wives go to battle for your husbands. So we're, and you know, and as a soldier coming underneath a captain or whatever, that soldier is going to fight for that captain, and he's going to help that help him get to wherever he needs to go. Right? We need to come underneath our husbands. Our husbands are head of the household. They come underneath all kinds of attacks. We don't even know about. We don't know half of the things that they're going through because they don't tell us everything. So, um, and, and also for the purpose that God has for them. And that might not be revealed to our husbands yet. So they might not even know what that purpose is. They might not know why they're going through the things that they're going through. So for us to come underneath them and battle for them and fight for them and just pray for their direction and their wisdom. And one of the things that I did, if you guys didn't get one, there's some papers up here that is going to give you all kinds of scriptures and, and things like that. So if you didn't get one afterwards, um, please come up and get one. But um, that, that's, that kind of gives me a picture of, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Facebook post or whatever, of a woman in battle. She's in armor. We're strong women. You know, no wonder Satan wants to keep us down. No wonder he's putting lies out there about us because we're strong. We're strong women. We got, we got something to say. We got something in our heart. We got protection. We got things that, that, we, can, that we are meant for. And, and God, has, God has given us something strong. And I think about, too, when Jesus, he, when he came and he, well, when he um, first was risen and he went to the women first you know he could have went to men but he didn't he went to the women first you know he he's really trying to pull the women back and lift them up so that's why in ephesians is saying that we're to battle for our husbands we're under them for protection but we're to battle for them um Putting our, you know, ourselves in a place of battle for our husbands, what does that look like? Um, Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 18. I don't know why I closed my Bible. Um, we have, um, in our prayer team, we um, read the book, Dress to Kill, and if you have not read that book, I suggest you get that book and read that book because it takes you through each part of the armor. 
And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it from the Amplified because this is cool. It says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which um, his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be successfully, that you may successfully stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. And notice the all. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's the spirit of divorce. It doesn't matter if it's the spirit of destruction. It doesn't matter if it's the spirit of what. It doesn't matter. Um, All of it. Um, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood and contending only with physical opponents, but against the uh, despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Um, Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with God. And I just want to say that it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if you are, um, and, and that's one thing too for tonight. This is for ladies that, You may be married, you may be divorced, you may be single. But these are things and these are, um, take these these thoughts and, and what God is telling you and you can use them in your life. It doesn't matter where you are in your life, but stand on scripture, stand on those prayers that you're praying, stand on God's word for whatever situation that you're going through and don't give up because God is faithful. And having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Lift, lift up all, I'm sorry, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, wields which is the word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purposes, purpose and perseverance. Interceding on behalf, in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, God is just, uh, as we pray for our husbands, this is the position that we want to pray from. We want to pray from the position that we have, that we have the armor on, that we are women that are in battle. We have, there's things that go on, you know, what, 
what happens when um, your husband comes and talks to you and say, well, um, I really want a divorce. Like, I'm going to come out of left field. And you're like, well, I don't know. Where's your armor? You know, maybe he, maybe he's not as much of a believer as you are, but God knows what that situation is, and God can take care of that situation. But you have your armor on. You know where you're coming from. You're going to stand and stand and stand for what you know is right. A marriage is a God's covenant with you. If you are not married, Jesus is your husband, and he has covenant with you, and you will not be left alone. God will not leave you alone. And the teenagers that are in here that aren't married yet, this is really good for you too because it's like now you know how to pray for your husband. Now you know, you know, maybe how to pray for the husband that you want to have. You know, I, this is just really good for your heart to learn how to, how to pray. And this is, you can pray with your armor on. You don't want to take your armor off. There, I've heard some preachers say, well, um, make sure you put your armor on every morning when you get up. What? No, I'm not taking mine off at night. It's like, <laughs> that's when the enemy's going to come and he's going to get in your dreams or whatever, you know. I don't take mine off. I keep mine on, you know. And it's a, it's a walk. It's not something that, it, you know, that you're going to get right every time. Because there's days I wake up and I'm like, oh, man, I missed it. I missed it bad. But you've got to stand and just keep standing. Um, one of the things that it talked about, too, in that scripture was that we are not praying against flesh and blood. So when we are praying against things, we're not praying against our husband, that person that's standing in front of you. We're praying against the, that spirit that is trying to come against him, whether maybe that spirit might be a spirit of addiction or whatever that spirit might be that's trying to come against him. And, and that's what you're praying against. You're not praying against your husband. You love your husband. You cherish your husband. And that is where you want, you want to have that heart when you're praying for him. That's where you want to be coming from. And, and I don't know, I do this even for my son. So any, you know, you have kids and, and things like that. Your, your sons and your daughters, that's where you want to come from. And as they grow up, they're teenagers or whatever, you know, they're going to come against some stuff and you got to just keep praying and standing against and, and, but you're not praying against them. Um, there might be somebody at your work <laughs> it's not your most favorite person, but you're not praying against them. You're praying against that spirit that might be on them. Um, and you want to you want to be praying on purpose. And for for people that you're praying for, whether it's our husbands, our friends, our kids, you want to be praying on purpose, and you want to be standing in the gap for them. Um, and they may not know how to pray. They may not know the word as well as you or, or whatever, but we, want to, we need to stand in the gap for, for where they're at and just keep praying for um, somebody maybe to come into their life that's going to speak to them, that they're going to listen to. As a mom and as a wife, there's a lot of times that my husband's not going to listen to me. 
you know, but to just pray for that person to come into their life to that they're going to respect and that they're going to listen to you. Um, and no, this is good. No, this is what you got. You got to know, you got to know in your heart that you are the righteousness of God. You are, you are the righteousness of God. And that is God that has chosen you to be right with him. He has not left you. He is not going to forsake you. And you are his daughter. And you've got to know that you know that you know that you are his daughter. You have authority. You have, you are praying in Jesus' name. And you've got to realize that you are the righteousness of God. And you've got to really believe that in your heart. And a lot of times, um, this is something I had to learn too, is trust God with your husband. I know I mentioned that a little bit ago, but we need to trust God with our husbands. He can do a whole lot more than we can. God knows where he's coming from. God knows his heart. God knows everything about him, everything about what he's done, everything. You know, he knows his heart intimately. And so God is a whole lot better to trust or to leave our husbands in his care. And that goes for our kids. That goes for our our. Our family members, uh, those people that we are praying for, um, we need to learn to give that over to God and let God take care of that person. And we need to stand and know that God is, is going to do that, but casting all our care onto, onto God because he cares for us. We can't carry that care. We're not meant to carry that. We get tired. We can't carry that care. We're not meant to carry that care. Um, so we, uh, um, I did give you, if you guys did not get a sheet, did everybody get one of these sheets up here? Um, did everybody get one? Okay. Do you need one? So um, I want to talk a little bit about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big, a big thing when you're praying for other people and even in our marriages and our relationships that we have. Um, if we're not able to forgive, we, um, it, it, God can't forgive us. But um, so Mark 11, 24 through 26 It says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That's that's big. I want to be forgiven. And I've, um, what I've learned through that marriage class that we took, and it was, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was um, John Bevere and his wife. 
And um, it was awesome because what it taught in that, in that class was that um, when you forgive your husband or really anybody, it's actually releasing that person um, in the spiritual realm for God to be able to work on that person. It's, it's the more that you hold that unforgiveness, God cannot intervene. He's not able to intervene. So we have to choose to forgive. It may be a big deal that you're trying to forgive something. And it was probably very hurtful and very hard to forgive. But you need to be able to make the first step in saying, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive that person. I choose to forgive my husband. And then let God take the rest of that. Let God deal with helping that person, because that's going to release that person. Ultimately, God wants to, um, to receive everybody. He does not want to reject anybody. And so if he's able to work on that person after you forgive him, that's huge. But what it also does is it helps your relationship to heal. And for our husbands and wives and marriages and any relationships, that's big. You've got to be able to... Uh, able to heal after you know from that forgiveness and it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong it doesn't matter you need to forgive that person regardless but it really does help heal your heart um and staying in forgiveness doesn't matter if they do the same thing over and 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 over, and over again <laughs> you still still need to forgive and sometimes that's a daily chore that we need to do so um and then, um, you know, these are a few things that um, I, I wanted you to have because when you get home, I want you to be able to have something tangible that you can pray for, that, you know, you know, you, can, you have something to start with, you know, because a lot of times we don't know what to pray for. So these are things to start with, but also praying in the Spirit as well for those relationships are big too. Um, pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, Philippians uh, 4, uh, 6 through 7. That is huge um, to be able to um, pray that for your husbands or relationships. Uh, that peace, when they have that peace, they can go through their day, and it doesn't matter what happens to them. They have that supernatural peace that is going to get them through that day. You can pray for wisdom. And there's um, some scriptures there that you can use to pray for that. Um, the one that I like is um, a daily prayer that you can pray. And it's Colossians 1, 9 through 14. It's an awesome prayer. So um, you can pray for that. Pray for strength. Um, and then um, Psalm 91 is... A given. <laughs> like Psalm 91 is a daily given that we pray. Um, I pray every day. Um, and it has just been huge. Going through um, the season of COVID and everything like that, it's like that protection that God puts over us and um, doesn't let any harm come to us. And then one thing that I really want you to to grasp too is God loves both of you. And Second um, Peter three nine says the Lord is not slow concerning His promise, 
as some count slowness, but he is patient with us because he does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So we may think it's slow. Like, could you hurry this up a little bit? It's like, I'm slow. (laughs) So God had a lot of work to do on me to, like, get it through my head to do certain things and, and to break those walls down and, you know, let God in and be able to trust God into where, you know, I can trust my husband. And, you know, it's just a walk. It's just a continual, a continual walk that we walk through. Um, so I, I let you guys have, I, I gave you guys journals. And I think it's really important that you journal, whether it is um, writing your prayers down, whether it's Whatever it is for you to be able to journal, I think it's, like, huge for you to do. Um, I'm going to kind of walk you through some things that um, I've, uh, I've learned to do through the prayer team. And these are just good tools for you to have, um, for you to do just in your prayer time. So I'm going to just, we're just going to kind of go into prayer. And we're going to just kind of ask God some things. And... Um, Go ahead and write the answers down as I ask these things. Go ahead and write those answers down so you have them. Does anybody need a pen or or anything? We're all good? Okay. All right. Um, So, Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for these ladies. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to speak into their hearts. God, that you love each and every one of us. And you love us so much, and you have so much compassion for us that your heart aches for us. And, God, that we we just submit to you. We come to you and submit ourselves to you. And we lay ourselves down before you. And we just thank you for all that you're going to do for us tonight. And, Lord, as we're walking through this, God, that you just... um, I just ask that each and every woman in here hears your voice. God, that it's loud and clear that there is no question that they hear your voice. And Lord, I just thank you for this. So this is a question that I'm going to have you ask. Ask Papa. Say, Papa, do I have any unforgiveness in my heart? And then what does he tell you? Go ahead and write it down. And so say, I choose to forgive and whatever that unforgiveness is. Papa, what do you give me in return? (laughs) And Papa... 
What lie am I believing? Forgive me for believing this lie. God, I give you this lie. What do you give me in return? Now I want you to picture your husband or that person that you're in a relationship with or that person that um, you may be having a hard time with. It doesn't have to be a husband or a, or a boyfriend or anything like that. It could just be that person that you're, you're struggling with. I want you to picture that person and have them with Jesus. Can you picture them with Jesus? And then say, Papa, I give you this person. What do you give me in return? This one I did not write down, so you can write this one down, but close your eyes. And picture Jesus with you. Say, Jesus, who do you say that I am? Holy Spirit, who do you say that I am? And Papa God, who do you say that I am? Lord, I just thank you for these, these ladies tonight. Lord, I thank you for your voice that they heard tonight, Lord. They sit down and they have their prayer time with you and they listen to your voice. Lord, that they can ask you any question that they want and that you will talk to them and you they can hear who you are. They can hear your heart. They can hear your compassion. They can hear your love. God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you have made us mighty warriors we thank you that you have made us strong. And God, that we thank you for giving us authority to conquer any, any serpent, any scorpion, 
anything that may come across our path, we have authority over that. And God, we just thank you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name.